from high atop Rocky Road in Moab, Utah. It's KZMU News. I'm Molly Marcello. This is your news for Tuesday, February 21st. A cross-section of the community gathered over the weekend to grieve and share memories of teenager Zoe Thompson, who died recently in a hiking accident. A.J. Militano was at the Celebration of Life and brings us this report. Saturday, friends and family gathered in the Grand County High School gym for a celebration of life ceremony for Zoe Thompson. Thompson passed away in a hiking accident earlier this month. Me and Zoe were, um, were really good friends. Zoe weathered serious illnesses and endured physical pain her entire life. Zoe's friends and family described her as feisty and fiery and independent. Zoe endured a lot in her 17 years, but friends and family clearly stated Zoe's physical ailments never hindered her from being a fantastic friend and a very caring and empathetic person. She was courageous and strong. She endured more than most of us have ever had to. And she pushed all of us to do better and to be better. She deserved so much more out of this life than what she got. But I think through everybody here, um, carrying, carrying her with them, in their hearts is just going to help fulfill that and in the best way possible. Zoe Thompson's celebration of life ceremony concluded with food, balloons, and buckets full of candy. Zoe's mother, Belinda, released a statement after the ceremony. I'm Kendra Gist. I am the older sister to Lloyd Gist and the misfit daughter of Belinda. Belinda would like to everyone to know that she is going to set up a little thing on social media for everyone to send pictures and videos in and that she was loved by everyone and that she was a spitfire. That is the one thing that Belinda wants everyone to know and to keep her name good and alive. A spitfire, fiery, feisty, Zoe Thompson, inspiration and friend to all who had the honor of meeting her. Reporting from Grant County High School for KZMU, I'm A.J. Militano.
Last November, the Navajo Nation elected its youngest president ever and the first female vice president to hold that position. Nine of the 24 tribal council members elected are women. And in an election of firsts, the tribal council selected Crystalline Curley as council speaker, the first woman to ever hold that position. For Rocky Mountain Community Radio, Clark Adamitis of KSUT and KSJD brings us the story. Crystalline Curley has worked in government in recent years as a public information officer for former President Jonathan Nez. Many Navajo people know her from her year as Miss Navajo in 2011, when she appeared at public events across the nation. But it's the first time the 36-year-old has been elected to tribal office. In January, she was narrowly elected as speaker with support from 13 fellow tribal council members. I grew up with no electricity, no plumbing. Crystalline Curley's hometown is Fish Point, Arizona, located in the middle of the Navajo Nation. The only way to our home is through dirt roads to the state. I still don't have broadband out there or self-service. Her rural background informs her politics. While campaigning for tribal council last fall, Curly made access to infrastructure part of her platform. Bringing water, electricity, and broadband to remote parts of the nation will likely be one of her priorities as council speaker. Our nation continuously faces lack of funding, putting a comprehensive plan or budget plan to get a lot of these communities built up with infrastructure building that solid foundation. Crystal and Curley has connections to former President Jonathan Nez, having served as his public information officer. But she's also close to current President Boo Nigren. They attended Arizona State University together. It's just very ironic and wonderful to see each other both in the same place at the same time. What we used to talk about in college and really implementing those plans that we used to talk about back then. I've always seen him as a family, as a relative. I always discreet him as my little brother. But navigating the complexities of Navajo government and various interest groups may strain these relationships. Andrew Curley, of no relation to the newly elected council speaker, is an assistant professor at the University of Arizona. He says tribal politics will almost certainly test the bond between the speaker and President Boo Nigren. They say they're going to work together, but in terms of historical trends, presidents and speakers end up disagreeing with each other and taking on opposing stances on important issues. And I suspect that'll eventually happen. I don't think Boo or Curly are going to be able to escape that fact. Still, he says, Crystal and Curly's elevation to the role of council speaker is significant, placing an unprecedented amount of political clout in the hands of a woman. It is as important as electing a president, even though they're not as highly publicized as a president. So to have a female speaker in leadership is a significant advancement for the Navajo Nation in terms of our gender politics. On January 23rd, when Crystalline Curley was elected speaker by her fellow council members, the legacy of Navajo women was on her mind. Yeah, the first thing that came to mind was my grandparents, my great-grandmother, their teachings of how a woman brings back hope and love and compassion. And a huge establishment like our council, our legislators, I feel like it's that time to show that side of our governance and that type of leadership guided through not only understanding, but through love and through hope and resilience. Navajo culture is matrilineal. Matriarchs often play a strong role in families and in community life. 
With Crystal and Curley's role as Speaker of the 25th Tribal Council, Navajo people will learn whether and how this woman can reshape tribal politics in Window Rock. I'm Clark Adamitis. That story was shared with us via Rocky Mountain Community Radio, a network of public media stations in Colorado, Wyoming, Utah, and New Mexico, including KZMU. The Biden administration recently announced over $700 million in investments to address the West's drought. As the Mountain West News Bureau's Will Wonky reports, a large chunk of that money is for volunteer conservation programs. $125 million is going to a pilot program in the upper Colorado River Basin states. It pays farmers, ranchers, and others to not use their water rights and instead keep resources in the system to prop up diminishing reservoirs. Colorado Senator Michael Bennett said earlier this month that this is a great way for people to contribute to drought relief efforts without imposing mandates. The only way anybody really ever embraces change is if they see each other doing something new and and that it actually makes a difference to their bottom line and to the, and their ability to pass their farm and their ranch on to the next generation. Funding comes from recently passed legislation like the Bipartisan Infrastructure Law. Other investments include building better rural and tribal drinking water systems, plus environmental restoration, fish passage, and more water treatment centers and pipelines. For the Mountain West News Bureau, I'm Will Walkie. And that's the KZMU News for Tuesday, February 21st. Get your community-powered journalism Monday through Friday at noon and 7. You can also find KZMU News anytime online at kzmu.org or wherever you listen to podcasts.